Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. If you are a sports fan, you may know the term scoregami. When you have a score combination that has never happened before, you achieve scoregami. And this inspired our guest, Dr. Jonathan Call, to create weathergami. Instead of a team A versus team B, he looks at high temperature versus low temperature at each location. Now, while it sounds like fun to organize and visualize data in this way, it can have simple but digestible benefits to discussing climate data across the country. Let's geek out about weathergami with Dr. Jonathan Call. Thank you so much for joining us on the Weather Geeks podcast. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. It's standard operating procedure on the podcast that I start with each guest and I ask, how'd you become a weather geek? <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Um, when I was in college, my undergrad major ended up being psychology after switching majors five times. Um, and, um, I had an epiphany one night when I went through all of my notebooks for all of my courses and realized to my surprise that my introduction to meteorology class back at the University of Michigan was the class that inspired me the most. So I switched gears and, uh, went into atmospheric science and, um, got a master's and a PhD at Michigan and, I've been um, on the faculty at UW-Milwaukee for 35 years now. Yeah, shout out to the University of Milwaukee, um, um, Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Uh, Dr. Clark Evans, I believe, is one of your colleagues there. I know him very well because he's, he's a fellow Florida State alum like me, but right. also his cousin, Dr. John Knox, is one of my colleagues at the University of Georgia. We, we've sent a few graduate students up that way, David Nevius and a few others. So really right. nice, small world here. Let right. me read a little bit of Dr. Call's background. He's a professor of atmospheric sciences, as you just heard, at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, and he's been there for 34 years with his PhD in atmospheric sciences from the University of Michigan. I really like your story. I mean, I, I want to deviate here from my plan because you said something, because I know we have young listeners, perhaps in middle school, high school, and college, and you mentioned that you changed majors five times. Uh, again, I was that weird kid that knew since sixth grade that I wanted to study meteorology. I did my sixth grade science project, can a wet sixth grader predict the weather? Uh, but everyone has a different path, and I think that's really an inspiring story that you may not go to college absolutely knowing what you're want to do, but a course or a class or a professor or an experience can inspire you. So I just wanted to take that opportunity to sort of share that. Would, would you agree generally? Yeah, I agree completely. I never would have predicted that I uh, would choose the path that I ended up taking, but it, it was definitely the right one for me. You know, I mentioned asking if you're a weather geek, but are you a sports geek too? <laughs> I don't know about a sports geek. Um, but I'm a sports fan for sure. I love my Green Bay Packers and uh -huh. my Milwaukee Bucks. Yes. Um, 
and I follow I follow sports. Yeah, sort of a yeah. hobby. Well, the only reason I ask is because this idea of weathergami is similar in concept to this concept of scorigami, which you know is, is a relatively new concept for me. Uh, we'll get there in discussing that. But I want to kind of just dig a little bit more deeply into your background. So you've lived in the Midwest for many years. Uh, are you have a, do you have a preference towards colder or warmer weather? I mean, in terms of weather, Gami, you're dealing with sort of temperature combinations. Uh, are you a hot hot guy or cold guy or sort of in the middle? Um, well, I guess I personally I like everything except the super cold weather. Um, I work in Mexico for about a month out of every year. And so the hot, the humid, that's fine with me. Um, not a big fan of the below zero Fahrenheit weather. Yeah, which um, we just had some of recently, yeah, not I, only there in uh, Milwaukee, but here in Georgia too. Some of our windshields at least were down near zero or below. Now let's get right to the topic of the podcast today. First off, explain to our viewers and our listeners what this concept of scorigami is so that then we can frame the weathergami conversation. The scorigami is a concept that was invented by a sports writer, John Boys, not that long ago, five, six years ago. Uh, and it's very, it's very simple. Um, scorigami is a score that has never occurred before. So, for example, in a baseball game, when uh, one team wins four to three, uh, that score has probably occurred a thousand times before. But uh, when one team wins 27 to nine, maybe that score has only occurred twice in the history of Major League Baseball. So when a score occurs that never has occurred before, that's called a scoregami, according to John Boyce. And um, yeah. my... I learned about scorigami not that long ago, about two and a half years ago or so, when my son, who is also a sports fan, uh, he called me up and he asked me if there's anything in weather like scorigami. And uh, my response to that was, what's scorigami? <laughs> that would have been my response as well. Yeah. Hadn't heard about it. So he explained to me and I thought it was interesting and I looked online and I saw some of the scorigami charts that are available for the various professional and college sports. And uh, I told him that, uh, no, as far as I know, there isn't anything. And I looked into it and I confirmed that as far as I could tell, there really wasn't anything like that. So I downloaded um, 60 years worth of weather data, daily high low temperature data for Milwaukee that's where I live, and um, plotted up a scorigami-like chart, and I found that it's very interesting. And um, I experimented with some other locations, and I learned that uh, the these charts, which I called weathergami, um, look very different from one location to another, and the charts kind of look like climate. Yeah. You can detect features of the climate in the charts. And so I sort of reasoned that I had kind of accidentally stumbled onto something. And uh, that's where the whole thing started. 
So this is really fascinating. I'm talking with talking with Dr. Jonathan Call. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard from the University of Georgia. And again, so many really new and interesting messages and lessons just from uh, this conversation. Because again, we just heard about discovery and serendipity and curiosity, and then and now that has led to perhaps a useful new climate diagnostic or climate communication tool. So. Let's dig more into WeatherGami. I mean, what are some of the things that you're finding? Why is it useful? Why would you advocate that perhaps it get broader use? Well, um, so WeatherGami, based on the definition, I suppose, is a high-low temperature combination at a particular location that hasn't occurred before in the period of uh, record. Um, but in my uh, to my mind, it's the WeatherGami chart that is the most interesting um, because the WeatherGami chart shows you things like um, like the Scorigami chart. If you, if you create a WeatherGami chart for a tropical location like Guam, for example, it's a little bullet because the weather never changes there. Uh, it's almost always the same within a few degrees for high and low temperatures. Whereas if you look at a mid-latitude location like Chicago, then it's it covers a much larger swath of area on the chart because very hot temperatures occur, very cold temperatures occur. Uh, so one thing that we noticed is that in um, the standard meteorology textbooks, when they describe the climates of different locations. The graphic that's usually used is something called a climograph, which is a combined bar graph, line graph, uh, where the bars show average monthly precipitation and the, the line shows average monthly temperature. Um, so we're proposing to augment those uh, graphics with a climate, I'm sorry, with the WeatherGami chart, because that shows additional things uh, like, for example, the variability in climate and the seasonality of climate um, that uh, is not necessarily shown on those graphs. Also, the extremes in climate. So that's one application. Right. Yeah. I'd like to, you know, this is fascinating and just all kinds of questions are coming to mind. This is a, as a research scientist and, and professor myself. And, and yeah, I can clearly see that particular application, but you sort of left the door open that there are others. I'd love to hear about them. Sure. Um, so um, another thing we looked at is um, weather transitions. So if you imagine your scorigami chart or your weathergami chart that shows high temperatures on one axis, low temperatures on the other axis, if instead of that you have the change in high temperature, you know, tomorrow's high temperature minus today's high temperature, uh, and the same for low temperatures, then you see transitions. So for a site like Milwaukee, for example, most the most common transition is very small, within a few degrees or so. Uh, in other words, the high temperature on one day is very similar usually to the high temperature on the previous day, and the same for low temperature. But the shape of these transition uh, plots, again, tells you more about the variability in climate. 
So for a tropical location like Guam, or we also looked at Honolulu, um, the transition of from one day to the next is very, very small. One day is very similar to the next, where from a, for a mid-latitude location, the transition is usually small, but it can be quite large, as much as plus or minus 30 degrees from one day to the next. So those kinds of diagrams tell you something about the average variability in the climate of a location, and that is another example of the kind of information that is lacking on the standard climograph the textbooks use to describe climates at different locations. So I wanted to, for those of you that are watching on the uh, Weather Channel streaming channel, this gives you a sort of look at what, what it's like. But if you're listening in our standard podcast outlets, there is an X account, X is formerly Twitter, has been made to track weather gummies across the country. Uh, are you involved in that? And I, I see that they've call it, coined something called ultra weather gummy. So is this something that you're involved with? Uh, I am not involved in that, although I do follow it. Um, and that brings up an interesting point. So the Twitter or X community uh, discovered WeatherGami shortly after my uh, bulletin of the American Meteorological Society article was published. And um, the interest has been pretty big. There's almost 6,000 followers on the Twitter uh, WeatherGami page. But interestingly enough, the Twitterverse, or I don't know if we call it the Xverse now. The Xverse now, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, what they have uh, discovered and started paying attention to is the novelty of WeatherGami. How it's cool to, you know, have a WeatherGami, to have a, a temperature combination, high-low temperature combination that never occurred before. And the people that create this page, they run... Uh, their software on something like 300 weather sites a day now, uh, they've coined some additional terms. An anti-weathergami, according to the people who run the page, is uh, when the most commonly occurring high and low temperature combination occurs, the most frequently occurring combination occurs. And um, then they also defined an ultra-weathergami, which is the chart that you just uh, waved in front of the camera there. Uh, an ultra-weathergami is when a high-low temperature combination occurs, which has never occurred at any climate site before. Uh, one of those recently occurred in Denver. Uh, so that that's great. I'm, uh, I'm glad that people are uh, having fun with this concept. Um, I'm personally, for my the research part of my interest, I'm interested in more of the applications of WeatherGami rather than the novelty, and uh, that's something that I'm I'm working on into the future. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we are back on the Weather Geeks podcast. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard from the University of Georgia, and I'm speaking with Dr. Jonathan Call from the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, and we're talking about weather gummy. Google it. Take a look at the Twitter X site, because I guarantee you, if you're listening to Weather Geeks today, or if you're watching Weather Geeks, this is a new concept. I, I, I'm almost positive. I mean, so, certainly some of you probably have heard of it, but look, I've been in the field of meteorology for a long time now. And, you know, I was not as familiar with it until I came across Dr. Call's paper in the Bulletin of the American Meteorological Society, which is a main organ for our professional society or one of our main professional societies, the AMS. So it's really an honor. Now, I, I can sense that there is potential application or use of weathergami and tracking changes in climate. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. That's uh, another thing we have started to look at although we've only barely scratched the surface. Um, we showed in the article that uh, when you look at your some of the standard kind of graphics that showed uh, climate change, like, um, you know, average temperatures over the years, how they've increased, um, that, you know, those are lines on a graph that they might have a few wiggles, but they basically are increasing, let's say, that shows that places are getting warmer. Well, what we've done is we've produced weather GAMI anomaly charts. So you have uh, the weather GAMI chart for a location, and then you can take, let's say the weather GAMI chart covers a 30-year or 60-year period. You can take the weather GAMI chart for the first 20 years of that 60-year period and subtract from it the overall 60-year period, and the same for the latter period. So you have now anomaly charts, which show how specific temperature combinations have been changing. So we did this for San Francisco, and we found, for example, that um, the uh, low temperatures and the high temperatures are both increasing. Um, over the past 60 years, but the uh, minimum temperatures, the low temperatures of the day are increasing more 
and more consistently, and the higher temperatures. And furthermore, that this increase in temperatures is preferential for the cooler days in San Francisco. The warmer days uh, are not in getting warmer as much. The colder days are the ones that are getting warmer. Now, I don't know if this particular result has any grand significance, but this is an example of the kind of things we can look at with the weather Gamian analysis. Really fascinating. And it's consistent with what we've seen in, for example, recently the fifth national climate assessment, this idea that the the minimum temperatures are increasing more dramatically. And in fact, I was showing something to a class just recently with that that figure. And of course, why that matters, the so what, oftentimes in terms of heat and health, and perhaps not so much in a place like San Francisco or the Bay, but it's the minimum temperatures. And when they stay elevated, particularly during heat waves and so forth, they can be a problem from a health concern. Have, have you and your team experimented with any ways to create animated visualizations of the weather gami or are they more effective as static images uh i've messed around with that a little bit um and uh i think that that's also an interesting possibility um that there are some technical challenges because if you use um a period of data which is relatively small then every day is a weather gami because right. there just aren't enough days yet to cover all the combinations. Um, so we're still working on that. But um, that's another uh, interesting possibility because, as I'm sure you know, there are a lot of very interesting climate animations that allow you to visualize different aspects of climate around the world. And I yeah. think that's also possible with uh, weather gami, but You'll have to check back with me in a few months. <laughs> so I'm just fascinated. Just all I'm, I'm sorry, producers. I'm going way off script here in terms of some of the things that have been prepared because it's just fascinating to me. So, you know, one question that comes to mind is: uh, Is this something that has to just be anchored to temperature? I mean, what about moisture variables, precipitation, other types of things? Yeah, that was something that we thought about when we put the article together. Um, there's no reason that the the x and y axes of these charts have to be high temperature of the day low temperature of the day yeah. they could be other things like precipitation and or you know whatever uh wind speed or peak wind gust or whatever um and um there are a lot of options i don't really know what kind of potential it has i have seen on x as uh, someone experimenting with using soundings, you know, do something they called soundagami, um, where you plot 500 millibar temperature versus 500 millibar height at a location. Why not? Um, any of that stuff can be done. The trick is to find something that actually tells you something new about the climate. Um, and uh, we, I talked with a colleague, Tracy Boyer, here at UW-Milwaukee, who's an economist, and she was saying that um, there are some opportunities for climate risk perception uh, to use similar graphs like this. And that's a good idea, but it's really wide open at this point. 
It, it really is. I'm uh, talking with Dr. Jonathan Call. Just a fascinating discussion. I'm a satellite guy at heart. I spent much of my career at NASA Goddard Space Flight Center before coming to UGA. So I'm immediately thinking because I imagine you're mostly using station data and collecting your temperatures where you've got a first order station or perhaps a co-op or some other type of observation. But there, most of the world is not covered in weather stations because it's ocean and cryosphere and ice and deserts. I'm wondering if there have been opportunities by you or others to look at combinations of temperature from non-traditional sources like satellite data and buoy temperatures and so forth. Have you kind of ventured into those realms? Uh, I have not, but it's all brand new. Uh, yes. This is this whole so idea. So we should talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, idea is only two or three months old. Yes. Um, but yeah, one thing that occurred to me is uh, that these weather GAMI type charts could be useful in model validation. Right. For example, remotely sensed temperatures that are co-located with the in situ sensor. You could have sensor one, sensor two plotted against each other. Um, that could be a useful way. It's similar to a two-way contingency table for, for model validation. Uh, that is another potential um, use for this. Another one that comes to mind is I've been involved in the, the um, development of models for predicting peak wind gusts. And so to adapt this thing to different aspects of wind, you know, where you have perhaps one axis being mean wind speed and the other axis being the peak wind gusts or one model prediction versus another model prediction. Uh, it really is wide open and I'm just beginning to explore the possibilities. Yeah, it's just, just an amazing, or not, not, I'm curious and we'll, I'll ask you this after we come back from the break. I've just I've got so many questions. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back on the Weather Geeks podcast. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard from the University of Georgia, and I'm speaking with Dr. Jonathan Call from University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. Now, as much as we've talked about WeatherGami, this isn't what everything that you've done in your career, obviously, this is something fairly new. What are some of the other things that interest you in terms of your research? Well, I've uh, usually been uh, involved in air pollution meteorology and um, specifically long-range transport. Uh, I've done a lot of work with atmospheric trajectory models, uh, the development and the use of such models and the applications of those models to transcontinental air pollution problems like acid rain and Arctic haze and visibility reducing aerosols in the Southwest. Uh, currently, I'm involved in some studies with uh, some Mexican scientists who are studying acid rain and the transport of toxic air pollutants in Mexico. So acid rain, uh, just for the listeners and viewers, and I think you and I know that, but acid rain is still a thing, right? Oh, yeah. Acid rain hasn't gone away. Um, back when I was working on my PhD dissertation in the 80s, acid rain was the environmental issue of the day. Now, of course, it's climate change. Um, but um, so, for example, in the United States, we have this wonderful network called the National Acid Deposition Program that has sensors over the entire country. But in Mexico, they don't have a network of sensors like that. And so that uh, work is just starting. So I'm involved in that. Um, I've I've also, in the last five or 10 years, uh, been increasingly involved in more micrometeorology kinds of pursuits. Uh, we've uh, created a number of models for predicting peak wind gusts. And uh, with some graduate students, we're trying to refine and create new models for that. And those kinds of things have been keeping me busy. Yeah, just fascinating. So you see that the work of a, a, a scholar, a professor, a scientist, you know, it's one of the things that attracted me to the academy as well from the federal uh, system where I enjoyed my time at NASA is that you have the curiosity and the ability to really explore interesting topics. And I think in, in some cases, very traditional sort of pathways, as we've heard from Dr. Call, but then sort of serendipity here. I think you owe your son. <laughs> so let's circle back to Scorigami because you've kind of given us a really nice overview of 101 of how Weathergami. Circle back to Scorigami. Uh, is that something that's utilized more by sort of teams for statistical analysis or in the betting and gambling community? I'm trying to, I, I, don't, I don't have any familiarity with how it kind of, what place it has within the sports community. Well, I'll start with the disclaimer that I am no kind of expert on scorigami, but um, I know that uh, it figures into sports betting. Mm, okay. Um, and uh, I know that there have been some some jokes, uh, Pete Carroll, uh, coach of the Seattle Seahawks, you know, famously said uh, that, yeah, we've been practicing for scorigamis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I don't know. I, I kind of doubt that with the exception of sports bettings, there's some people that are making money and losing money, I suppose, 
off of Scorigami. Um, I don't know that it's much more than a curiosity. Yeah, I was curious, and I was curious also if there are just any analogs that you've come across to these concepts in completely different fields. I mean, I mean it just feels to me like there'd be analog analyses or, or approaches in some other fields or medical uh, economics. I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Uh, beyond sports and meteorology, I haven't really looked into it. I guess the only other thing I've thought about is... Uh, there's a concept called the word cloud. Yes. Uh, and the word cloud is very similar because the word cloud is a, a clever way to display the occurrence frequencies mm -hmm. of different words in a document. And if you think about it, that's what weathergami and scorigami is. It's a way to show the occurrence frequencies of bivariate data, you know, opposing team score, home team score, high temperature, yeah. low temperature. Well, I, I want to commend you because I think one of the things that I'm always interested in is better science communication. I, mean, I think we often are sort of steeped in our ivory towers and we have our methods of, of sharing data to our science community. And ultimately, sometimes that needs to get out more broadly to the public or to stakeholders, policymakers and the such. And I, I think you're really on to something here. This has been so fascinating. Uh, I want to Thank you for joining us. Is there anywhere that people can find you out there on on the internet or in social media that they, if they want to follow you? Uh, well, if you uh, Google me, you can find my uh, website at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee and my emails there. And I'm not hard to find. Yeah. And by the way, it's Dr. John Call or Jonathan Call. Call is K-A-H-L, even though it sounds like C-A-L-L. <laughs> Dr. Call, thank you so much for joining us on the Weather Geeks podcast. You're welcome. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard from the University of Georgia, and we'll see you next time. Bye.